Hello, and welcome back to the Creative Human Podcast. This is Vanessa Farino, your host. I'm super pumped to introduce to you our next guest speaker, Monique Helmstrom, who is a coach and consultant and the former chief of Simon Sinek. She's also a phenomenal public speaker and a board advisor for Creative Admin, the organization that I have founded for administrative professionals around the world. I spoke with Monique and got her advice and some wonderful information in regards to her reflection of 2020 and some inspiration for 2021. Here we go. How are you doing? Hello, the world. Uh, <laughs> well, how are you? Good, thank you. I had the honor of meeting Monique at a Be the uh, Ultimate Assistant workshop in New York um, that Bonnie had, you know, Bonnie does these amazing workshops. And I remember when I met Monique there, my brother was in attendance as well. And um, I'm so, so happy to see how you've stepped into, you know, going from like being the right hand, you know, of an executive to now advocating for assistance. Can you tell me a little bit more of what that transition has meant for you? Um, you know, we're, we're all mini business owners as assistants. We're all, we're all mini business owners. We all know how to do all of the things that our executive does from what it means to hire people and what it means to have a team and how do you get projects done and what, you know, priorities. These are all things that business owners have to think about and do. And so um, I actually did own a small business prior to working with Simon as well. And I definitely right. made a whole lot of mistakes back then. So luckily I've learned from at least some of them. And uh, yeah, so sort of stepping out didn't feel that different because I, I kind of knew what to do when, because we help our executives run their companies. Right. Absolutely. I know. I think that's one of the, the things that we forget. We're literally running no matter what size, you no know, corporation, small VC backed or not. Um, we are also somewhat many entrepreneurs. We are the voices. We are thinking we're visionaries. We're supposed to see what the future is like. And I think that's what the beauty of, you know, being an administrative professional is being hand on hand. Um, it's like being in business school for every day in your life and you're constantly learning and evolving. And I, that just brings me so much joy and passion to it. Um, great. So what has 2020 meant for you? Well, as most people, it's, you know, boy, it was a hell of a year. <laughs> um, but I think there's, there's three uh, big, big lessons that I learned out of 2020. Um, one of them being you cannot stop the world from moving. And you cannot stop the executive from saying the thing or doing the thing. You cannot stop other people or the world. You, you, we can control one thing, this vessel. This is all we can control. So you know, as trite as the saying may be, it's all about how you dance in the rain. That's, that's, that's all we can do is you, we can't change our executive. We can't change the world. I can't change politics, but what I can do is do my part and offer up what I can and do it the best of, to the best of my ability. Um, the second lesson I learned is, is, I mean, communication was always my soapbox and, uh, but just the, the importance of clear communication, especially in a world that we have right now. And it's, it is a ubiquitous problem solver. Communication is the way that we're going to move forward again in the world, in politics, in medical, in life, in companies. If we're not communicating, if we're 
if we're doing this all the time and we're only talking through our thumbs, we're not practicing this way. And we all have to get back to that because this is how you talk about feelings and emotions and what's behind all of this. This isn't doing it. No matter how many emojis you put in the email or on your text message, nobody's getting it. So just the, the unbelievable importance of communicating via voice constantly and thinking about what you're going to say before you say it. This is something that I've definitely had to learn over and over and over again, you know, just kind of coming out with it and you have all these emotions sometimes and I'm feeling stressed and I'm home and my boss did this and you know, take some time, shut your eyes, meditate, whatever helps you calm and really think about what it is you want to say before you say it. Um, and then the third thing is uh, something that I talk about a lot is about sitting in the muck. Like we've all had a hell of a 2020, you know, in every way, shape and form. Some, you know, we've all gone through something and there's so many lessons in pain and in falling down and in failure and in all of these things. There are so many lessons. If you open up your eyes and understand what it was, if you can actually take the time to sit in it. And even though it's uncomfortable, I definitely had didn't do this for a long time in my life. Anytime I ran up against pain or uh, insecurity or any of those things, I was like, oh, oh, get it away. What can I do to get it away from me faster? And so what, what can I do to take my attention away from it? And for better or for worse, 2020, you, you couldn't get away from a lot of your demons in your closet because we were all home all the time. So how do we sit in it and learn the lessons from it? Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Can you share some of the trends that you've seen um, with working with assistants that um, it, it might be even frustrating for you where you're like, this is white and black, like, you know, you can do this. Like, do you see any trends that you see within assistants that, you know, we should be a little more advanced, maybe speaking? And I think maybe communication could be one of them, right? I mean, communication, again, it's a ubiquitous problem solver. And I think especially in this relationship between an executive and assistant where you have very different personality types, you may have different communication styles, you may be different sex, different race, different age, different whatever. Um, this is a universal, a universal way to communicate literally with anyone. So um, that I see as something that has it's been handed to us that it's harder this way. And I honestly don't believe that. I honestly think that there is a way around it as long as if you really want it. And if you really need the communication, we're going to find ways to do it and we're going to do it. Um, so definitely communication is a trend that I see that needs to happen more. Um, the other trend that I've been seeing, I've, I've been working with a lot of executives and helping them grow their businesses and helping them scale. And I've been helping them find their assistants and I help them train them on what an assistant is, how you use an assistant, how you use an EA, and then training the EA on how to work with that particular person. Um, the trend that I'm seeing there is that these small business owners, small techie companies, a lot of these people, they want someone who can do everything. They actually want the executive business partner that we've been trying to be for so long, we've been like, I can do it. I can be your partner, I swear. And there's so many companies now that are going, you know what? I actually do need someone who can sit next to me, see everything that I see, but see it through different lenses. Because that's what we do. 
we see it all, we know it all, we're in there, but we have a different viewpoint, a different vantage point. They may be flying over the top of the forest and we're the ones walking through the forest going, there's the bathroom and there's the trail and there's the water and there's the thing. We just have different vantage points. Same, same, but different. Um, so, you know, we have to s- stick with it and, um, uh, you know, small businesses are growing right now. And I think um, the, the business partner aspect of this is going to bu- bubble to the top. I love that you're working on it also from the other perspective, right? And like showcasing, you know, executives, like, you know, these are the things that you might need or you're not seeing. So that's just so wonderful to be able to, to piece that together, right? And even working, right? With Lucy, she's coming up with this, this wonderful, I don't want to call Bible, but like this handbook that it's telling you in white and black, you know, these are the things that you can get. These are the levels. And as they grow, it's important for them to know what their business needs and not some. And and I think one of the things that um, executives sometimes forget is that they think they need something, right. But they, they, they actually really need something else all the time. Oh, big big time. I, you know, again, I've been, I've actually been working with more executives now than I am with assistants and training them on how to have an assistant. And they'll always say, no, I, I only need this type of person or they only pick out the skills. Mm-hmm. that the person needs. And I always say back to them, you can teach someone how to use Expensify. You can teach someone what kind of flight you like to take, but what you can't teach are your values because that's ingrained and that's who we are. So I want to know who you want to stand next to for the next four years. Whom do you want to put your arm around and go, man, you're my person. Right. Describe me who that person is, and then we'll teach them the skills. Right. Right. So I love the approach. Um, oh, really? It, it's about the person? I'm like, yeah, if you, I mean, this is such a close personal relationship that if you're not liking the person, there's, there's a lot of problems that can come out of that. Um, Monique, we do have a question that came into one of our team members that says, as a recruiter for 45 years in the EA space, the biggest thing I hear these days is my clients are looking for integrity and somebody who will not take advantage of them. How do you communicate? Um, how do you assess for that? And how does one communicate that? How do you assess for that as the executive? And how do you communicate that you have it as the assistant? Um, not quite sure, but I think what I'm getting from this, it's, it's like, the recruiters getting asked, you know, I need this person to have X, Y, Z. And it's like, how do you go find that? Right. Because you can through resume. Um, so, so how do you advise maybe assistants to come through that way to show, right. All these levels that we are um, because it's hard on paper. It's hard yeah. to do that, but also learning how to advocate ourselves and have a voice. How, yeah. how can we do that? Uh, so things like integrity and trust and our values based they're not going to be adequately communicated verbally. You have to actually tell stories about your life and how you brought your values to life. Because I know everyone in the world will raise their hand and go, I'm trustworthy. Mm-hmm. I've got integrity. I, I don't know any person who's not going to say that whether they have it or not, but whether you believe it or not. So tell stories. You know, one of my values is this, and this is how I bring it to life, especially in this environment. Or, um, you know, if they're telling, if they're asking you questions and you're in an interview and you want to put forth that you're a trustworthy person, answer those questions honestly, completely honestly, and add in a story about trust. Add in how you can be trusted in that situation. And trust is also something that just comes with time. That's a hard one. 
Um, but you can say, you know, this is what's happened in the past. These are the things that I've done. This is how I live my life. These are the things that I'm not going to bend on because that's integrity. You know, I, I, I won't work in this environment or blah, 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 blah. Um, and standing up for yourself, you have to model the values that you actually want your executive to know that you have rather than just say them. That's something that just takes time. Agreed. Um, I did have, you know, I've interacted with many assistants and they're like, I have so much more to give, you know, and I have so much more to grow and I'm hungry for this and that, but I'm not sure how to do it. Um, and it's right. It's through the stories. It's through the communication. Um, what are some tips that you give some assistance um, or that you've seen that has worked to find that voice, to find the courage, to find the confidence? Sure. So we, we have a unique position where we can, we know where the holes are. It's one of our, it's one of our stupid human tricks. We can look at what they're doing and know where they need help. So to be able to do that, just as Lucy said, and just as you said before, using your voice to say that. Now, the, the two big tips that I have for that is get yourself ready first. Um, understand that this will not be a, this is a conversation about how you can help, not a conflict, not an argument, not a proving session, not anything bad. Because when you go into a conversation thinking it's conflict, lots of things happen in your body. Your amygdala swells. It shuts off parts of your brain that, that operate with memory. Have you ever gotten into a fight with someone and you're like, what were we fighting about? Because the amygdala, when you, when you have conflict, your amygdala swells and it shuts off a part of your brain that has long-term memory. There's a lots of things that happen. So there's... It, it's obvious when you go in and you're, you're, I got to tell him that I want to, I want more money because I want to do more things. Da, 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 da. He's going to read that. She's going to read that and, and it's going to come off. So get yourself ready. However you do that, plan it out, write it out, like really be careful with how you're presenting yourself forward. Um, the second tip is, you know, we all listen to things from a filter of how does this relate to me? That's we're human. That's what we do. We listen and we go, what does this mean to me? Or what does this mean to what I can do to other people? Um, so offer that, offer that upfront because that's what they'll know. It's easy for us to say, well, I can do more and I can do this and I can, I can take these things instead of saying, Hey, Susie, um, I've noticed that this thing weighs you down. I can tell that sometimes when you, you have this project to do that, it's not your strength set. You don't like to do it. It's the thing. Da, 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 da. I really think I can help there because I actually love doing it. And this is what I figured out that I can do. First, I'm going to do this and da, 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 da. So offer it up front. How is this going to solve your problem by me doing the thing? Don't just tell them the thing. Thank you for sharing that. We have one last question. Um, and that's by Denise. She says, Monique, would you please tell the group about your career trajectory? How did you get to where you are today? Oh boy. Um, I have always been a logistics oriented person since birth. I, I was making Excel spreadsheets the day I found out that Excel happened. Um, I, I just have always been in a, in a type of position that I was the doer. I was the builder. Uh, my father was actually a contractor. So I literally was a builder for the, my first half of my life um, with him. And then I just started to take more positions that interested me with companies that interested me. This is a big thing. Uh, I know, you know, sometimes it's hard to do that, but you have to be interested in the industry that you're in or else it's going to fail. I was actually training uh, a girl last week and she's like, oh, she was in finance. She's like, I hate finance. I hate numbers. I hate dollars. And I was like, oh, 
this is going to be really hard for you to do. Um, so, and then let's see, I definitely started my own business, which was insane uh, back in California and then met Simon through a, a series of events and, and worked with him for the last decade. And the lessons that I learned from helping him build his business, you know, when I started with him, he was speaking for a hundred insurance agents at the courtyard by Marriott, you know, and then to watch his career go and, and how that happened taught me so many lessons. And, and, you know, I fell down a hundred times and that taught me a hundred lessons. And I know that I could do that at a larger scale. I knew that I helped him scale himself and his business. And I knew I had more to give to other people to do that. Uh, so it just was time. It was time for me to go and spread my wings and help other people scale and help them get to their next evolution. Thank you so much. If it's okay to share, um, you know, if you think of an executive that might be, you know, uh, benefit from working with Monique, um, I, I think we should just all just book her and just put it, her on the calendar and just say, we, we found you somebody. Just training to do a lot of different things, well, okay, right? Everybody needs it. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Awesome. Is there anything you wanted else to share with us? Thank you so much for being here. So, so, so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. That was our conversation with Monique. I hope you found that really, really helpful and useful. She is just absolutely someone who is so wonderful. I'm so happy to call her a friend and mentor. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for next week's episode when we will be talking to another global thought leader for the administrative professional industry.